0: Welcome to Let's Normalize It Entrepreneurship, a podcast about normalizing the highs and especially the lows of running an independent business. Whether you're just starting out or have been in it for years, this podcast will help you feel understood and less alone on this journey. Today, I am joined by Keisha Jordan. She is a branding coach and graphic designer that helps entrepreneurs create soul-led brands using self-exploration, graphic design, brand strategy, and photography. And she runs this beautiful online business out of Ontario, Canada. So thank you so much for being with me today, Keisha. I'm so excited to
1: have you here. Thank you for for having me I'm super excited for this when you told me about it I was like yes so much yes like it wasn't even a question you
0: were one of the first people that came to mind when I wanted
1: to create this because your own
0: podcast is called the soul fucking real podcast so I was like hey this girl (laughs) gets it she's gonna be honest she's gonna be real she's gonna be truthful like no
1: bullshitting. Yes, (laughs) From- yes, <laughs> that's the whole basis of my business now. Like literally, no bullshit, just like authenticity and realness. That's it.
0: I love that. And we met just in August when yeah. Ali, who I have on another podcast coming up, Ali um, Bittner created Creative Lounge, and we met yeah, in there. Yes. It's an online co-working space. And even since then, I have seen your business shift and become so much more you and even the way that you show up on social media it just feels so much more authentic and powerful because you can see that it's coming from your
1: intuition from your purpose here on earth yes and that's why I tell people like the work is never done like it doesn't end I had gone through a huge transition like just during the first half of the year But then October hit and I started doing even more deeper work with um, Kayla, this girl that is like amazing at Gene Keys and shadow work. And just that shift into that work has been like, it's been everything. It's changed everything even deeper when I had already thought like, like I was like, oh, I'm already doing the work. But no, this is like, there's always more, there's always deeper, and it's, there's always more for expansion, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm just, I'm accepting that expansion is never ending. I love that,
0: that storyline. And I all, like, every time I, I send you guys all questions, and then as soon as we start talking, <laughs> I'm like, okay, off book, I have a million other things to say already. Yes, um, but this, I think it's really becoming more mainstream and it's totally your vibe. It's totally my vibe that as being a business owner, becoming a business owner is also a personal growth practice. Oh, so much. Yeah. If you're listening and you're just starting on a business or just thinking of starting a business and you think that like, your business is going to change and you're just going to stay who you are. (laughs) Like, Buckle up, release that storyline now, because that could be the truth. That totally could be the truth for you, but Mm -hmm. your business isn't going to grow the way you you don't grow.
1: That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Like you can grow the business, but also it might not feel so great when you get to a certain point and therefore you're kind of like forced to make the shift. Uh, so it's all really like how willing you are, (laughs) the universe will always find a way to get you to shift. So yeah, you're so right. It's such a personal thing as well as your business. Mm -hmm. You kind of like just the fact that I had to learn that self-care was like it. Right. And I'm still struggling with that. That's still like one of my biggest problems. Like that was like a huge thing that I would have never really thought about if I stayed in the workforce, like, you kind of just have this like on auto where you're just working but when you're running a business and everything is you you gotta learn some things (laughs) you gotta learn to take care of yourself even more and there's nobody handing you the playbook anymore it's not like just go do your job it's I gotta do all these hats and I have to wear all these hats and now I have to learn how to also take care of me and you know fill my cup in a way and like I'm a mom as well so like And I've been homeschooling. COVID is not what made me homeschool. I've been homeschooling. So it's been like a crazy journey. It's been more about me, honestly, than my business
0: Mm -hmm. for sure. And for people like you and I who run spiritual businesses or business where you coach or you're really Mm -hmm. connected with your clients, you're not just selling them a product and then saying, see you later, see you next time. Like Mm self-care is even more important because it's huge. I don't think you can, I know I fully didn't grasp how much work it was to simply no. just sit and listen to people speak their own truth. Or when I was teaching yoga, like move through emotions, like it is exhausting. So self-care is even more important when you're taking care of people in your work.
1: You're so right. Like that holding space for people is an energetic, like that's a real exchange that's the real real exchange like you will feel where worn out after like having like three calls with three different people in one day it's a lot like uh-huh. you don't realize until like I was like I honestly was kind of cocky about it because I was like oh I'm like a Gemini and I'm an MG and like you know like I got all this energy and like I can I can talk for hours but like oh girl that is not the case you you will be worn out real fast if you don't learn how to take care of yourself.
0: Oh, 100%. And that's so funny that you say that yesterday with the, so we're filming on December 22nd. So yesterday was the great conjunction. It was Mm. evil. It was the winter solstice. It was the first day of Capricorn season. It was everything. It was everything. (laughs) Entire (laughs) year in one day. And I was pre-selling tarot card readings this month. So I could Mm. kind of put more structure and plan. Um, And I was like, oh, I can do 10 readings on Monday. Yeah, 10 readings. So I sold four, and it's just the reminder of my favorite saying right now is rejection is protection. After oh, doing gosh. those four readings, I like it was like, you know, when you take one of those naps on the couch <laughs> and you wake up and it feels like you've aged 50 years. I like, yes, tarot readings. I was <laughs> like, where am I? What day is it? What's happening? <laughs> like, it where was. Just- am I? Yeah, it was good. It was a great experience. But the, the tarot readings, because of all the energy, were so powerful and so intense. I was just like, how did three hours just pass? What
1: <laughs> it's a great nap, but it is kind of weird when you wake up and you're like, oh, wow, I was exhausted. Like mm-hmm. that was next level napping. <laughs> yeah.
0: So when you... What, what am I trying to say? So how did you get into entrepreneurship? Did you, you mentioned that you like used to work just a quote unquote, I never what to call know what to call them, quote unquote, regular yeah. job, like non-entrepreneur <laughs> job, worked for someone else. Um, what led you into entrepreneurship?
1: Um, I would say that I kind of always had the entrepreneur itch. Um, when I was in high school, I knew I wanted to do something creative. I knew I wanted to be like my own boss. Um, I had planned originally to open a spa. That was like my thing. Cause I was into like aesthetics and like makeup and like taking care of your skin and stuff. So uh, that was how I originally like kind of got the itch. But then um, when I had my daughter and we decided that we wanted to homeschool, um, that was it. That was when I was like, yeah I need to figure out how to take these things that I've, um, kind of gotten really good at and figure out how to make it a business. And so I had a calling to photography and that was kind of just went together with like me capturing my daughter growing as well as using that to help other people capture their children growing. Because to me, that's like a big deal. Like my family was always about pictures. We have so many kid pictures, like it's crazy, but, um, that's how I really started. I was like, I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to help families capture their like most precious moments, weddings, whatever. And so that was like the beginning. And just kind of like, naturally, when I met my partner he was in music and so that's how the design part started it was like a totally separate thing it was kind of like he needed covers for his music and so I started designing covers and I was like damn I really like this this is kind of fun like I get to do like really creative stuff and I get to like deal with music and music has always been like a big deal for me so that was like the beginning and it just kind of snowballed from there it just kept going
0: mm-hmm. And can you share with us the Instagram post that you posted today? I think that's such a powerful story.
1: Oh yeah, so when I first started, um, I didn't use my first name um, because when I was in the workforce, I had noticed that when I used my first name, I wasn't getting callbacks. So that created a story for me. I mean, I live in an all white town I'll just put that out there. Like this and is the for whitest. everyone on
0: the podcast. Yeah, I'm mixed. <laughs> so
1: um like black people here see me as black. So um when I first started, I really had this story that my name was like horrible. Like that was people don't like people who are like outgoing. They don't like people who are like too cultured, they don't like that kind of stuff. So I really hid behind my middle name for a long time and when I first started my business it kind of became a theme doing things that I didn't want to fucking do like that was the theme I started doing family photography I started doing child photography and it was all cool at first because like you're just like making money and you're just like whoa holy shit this is actually working but I was miserable it was horrible like I hated it I I don't enjoy chasing people's kids I'm just gonna throw it out there I don't enjoy it (laughs) It's not something I enjoy. I've never really enjoyed that. So I had to really like try to find the solutions to like, what can I do to make my business grow and make it feel good? And I really thought that the answers were outside of me. So I was signing up for the courses. I was signing up for the like memberships, people's programs to try to figure out like, what was it that I needed to make this work for me? And it, as I sat in a course, actually, I didn't put this in the post, but this is how this came about. As I sat in someone's teaching and I was listening to them speak, I was like, I don't even want to be here. Like, this is not what I want. Like, I don't even like how they're teaching. I don't like this like program. And I was like, you know, I think this was probably my first interaction with my higher self. Like, I just heard, like, get the fuck out and do it your way. And so like, instantly I was like, my name, I need to go by my name. Like, I need to own that. That's like my name. I was given that name when I came into this world. There's like power behind that name. And so I switched over. I honestly unfollowed everybody that I was like, idolizing that made me feel like shit. Mm -hmm. And I just turned inward. And I just, that was the thing that shifted my business. That's what made me like, get where I am now where I am in being talked about in rooms where I don't even know like I've been hearing this recently and I'm like this was the shift like letting go of the outward like need for people to like tell me what to do and just figuring it out for myself figuring out what works for me
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot I feel like that's (laughs) the arc of so many business owners is we all eventually if you haven't been here yet it's coming sometime it's Eventually, coming. <laughs> get to a place where it's like okay I have to do this my way now even if the yes. way everyone else is doing it, it was so successful my way is the way that's going to be fulfilling and successful and you shared such a good I think it was a Facebook post that you shared a couple weeks ago and I was like yes about how like so many people are selling business coaching because it worked for them. And they're like brainwashing everyone else into believing that it will work for them as well. And completely disregarding, like when I got into astrology, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like all the higher energy. No wonder, like, systems and structures and Taurus energy never worked for me because I'm a different human being. And then realizing exactly I'm a projector in human design, I was like learning from all these manifesting generators was exhausting because that's not how my energy flows. So I thought it was just so like breathtaking when you you just I don't remember the exact words, but you said it very
1: eloquently and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I I think that to be like a good business or brand coach, it really takes not just like self-awareness, but awareness that other people are not you. Mm -hmm. So just because I can juggle 10 different projects at once and I'm okay, doesn't mean that you, for example, a projector is going to be able to handle all that and not feel like shit. Like you have to be aware of your clients as well. And I think, It's funny how you said when you like got into astrology, that's when you noticed, because that's exactly how it worked for me. Like as soon as I got into astrology and human design and gene keys, like when I started diving into the more spiritual stuff, that really helped me like solidify that like, oh, I'm not here to do it like everybody else. Like literally my purpose is to do it not like everybody Mm -hmm. else and to break all those rules and to restructure things so that it works for more people and the collective. So I love that you said that about astrology.
0: Mm -hmm. I find this is something I've noticed for probably like five years now, but it's definitely become stronger and stronger. And I think the collective is starting to notice it about how so many people take the structure of like corporate work Mm -hmm. and then force it into independent business and like (laughs) this is the plan this is the structure set these goals and it'll all work out and it's like but i'm dealing with the divine timing
1: (laughs) it doesn't work that way right like we're over here trying to you know, balance feminine energy and masculine energy. And the old way is just literally masculine energy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's not working anymore. (laughs) People are sick of it. Like we could just go get a normal like nine to five if we wanted to be in that kind of energy.
0: Yeah. I remember this one coach specifically I had when I was first starting. I won't even tell you her name because it was just so, (laughs) it was so bad. But At that time it was just like introvert versus extrovert like if you're an introvert you do business like this extroverts do business like that and i was like oh she's so extroverted that's why she likes being on video and i rather like speak and then or like type or write and then i was like oh no that's because i'm an infj and then like adding all these extra layers of like there's so many personality typing systems the more you learn about all of them the bigger the puzzle of who you are you piece together yeah Yeah.
1: it's like you put together like this giant picture that everyone's kind of like ignoring like I could literally I can do the masculine energy only I'm a Capricorn moon but I have a Capricorn stellium too but I also have a lot of air in my shirt like I need to there's a balance to everything Mm -hmm. and everyone has a balance so that's been a big piece of it too. Um, just like figuring out I'm allowed to have time where I'm not working. Like that's a huge one. Like I'm allowed to just be creative or just chill or play mobile games if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's been like a h- another huge shift for me for sure.
0: Yeah. This month, December in particular, did you, I felt the year end pressure, the Christmas pressure, especially with things going into lockdown and people shopping mm. online. Did you feel that for yourself as well?
1: Um, I It actually hit me really bad today, <laughs> but it was definitely like building up. And um, I just kind of had to be like, no, fuck this. I'm not available for this right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes you just have to like put that boundary up with yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. like you need to chill. This is fine. You're fine. You're going to be okay. Like it's, a, it's different but we can do hard things. So yeah, I've definitely felt like December's felt a little, a little heavy for Mm -hmm. sure. Oh yeah. With those eclipses and everything. Oh yeah. It's been a, it's been wild energetically, but I mean, we're here.
0: (laughs) We made it. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) And for anyone listening, another thing that Keisha mentioned in there is like trusting, trusting yourself and when you've taken so many courses starting to realize that they're not right for you. I noticed that a lot in the spiritual world. People mm. are like, well, I've been to a tarot card reader and I've had my Akashic records run and I got Reiki and I've been doing this and I've been doing that and I've been going to yoga and I've been meditating and I'm still not fixed. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Like, yeah. And the did same you rest? With, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. And the same with business is like, well, I've taken this course course, and I've read that book and I've mm-hmm. done this program. And it's like, you can learn all of the tools, but if you don't actually start applying them. Thank you. Life, Snaps for that. Yes. That's when the magic happens. And that's like totally my fire energy where I'm like, just fucking do it. Stop talking yeah. about it. and Just go do it. Um, yeah, it's so true. It's like, learning to cut hair online and then like mm. never actually cutting
1: a person's hair and being like well <laughs> never why don't practicing no yeah exactly that That's is like it. a huge thing for me too like i what i noticed was i didn't like courses where i was t- given information but never told how to integrate it mm. and so as we go into 2021 and as i'm now like thinking about like okay i want to create a course I really wanna do that. Like, that's something that I feel called to do now. My biggest focus is like, we're gonna integrate this together. Like, you're not just gonna get all this information and then be like, well, good luck. It's gonna uh-huh. be like, we're gonna figure out how you can integrate this. There's gonna be things that you can go do, you know, with every with every module where you're actually taking what you've learned and applying it now. And I think that's something that's really missing in the coaching industry. Like, you can teach me to meditate, yes, but also, like, how? (laughs) Like Just telling me to sit there, you know, like, that's not enough. Telling me just drop into my body. Okay, cool, but, like, what am I supposed to be doing at that? Like, when it's new to someone, these things are not just, like, simple things that people can go do. Mm -hmm. You need to be willing to actually work with people, and it's the same thing if you're teaching business. You need to be able to, like, Tell them how to apply it. And we Mm -hmm. need to get there as like a collective for sure. And like entrepreneurship, showing people the real, like, this is how you do it. And this is how you apply it.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that about like, you said it so simply, like teaching people to integrate and because we can all go on Pinterest. We can all go on Instagram. We can all go. Yeah, exactly. You can Google anything you want. The reason Mm -hmm. you hire someone is to actually have
1: them make it part of your life. Yeah, and collapse time for you, not make it so you're sitting there like worried, like I don't know how to use this. It's kind of our job to teach them how, like this is how I did it. I'm not telling you just the information. This is how I actually applied it so that they don't have to take as long as I did, right? Mm -hmm. Like they don't have to take 11 years. It took me 11 years to get here of entrepreneurship, okay? Like I'm trying to help people shorten that and collapse time so they can get there a little bit quicker.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a, a narrative I hear from a lot of business owners is like, I help people because I don't want them to
1: take as much time mm-hmm. as I did, you know? Yes. Cause that shit was intense. Yeah. <laughs> if I can help you get there a little bit easier, then I'm doing it right.
0: Mm-hmm. And so going way back to the beginning. So you mentioned that you started working in your own businesses when you had your daughter and she's 10 now?
1: Yeah, she just turned 10 in October.
0: So what was that journey like? So I'm a stepmother and we just have my stepson on the weekends. He's four and so I don't work on the weekends. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who either have young kids or maybe you're starting to work from home this year because of 2020. I don't even like saying what it is. It's just 2020. (laughs) Um, So how, what was that journey like? How did
1: it change as she grew older? So sometimes I feel guilty for saying this, but it was really not that hard for me. Um, Her dad is like very active. He has younger siblings that are like way younger than him. So he was basically like the dad before he even had his own child. So he's really, really good with like helping. And so when I would be working, he would be with her. And honestly, she's been like, we just taught her boundaries, right? Like, you like teach them, like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, if I'm, if mom's working on something or dad's recording, we find something to do that's quiet or we, you know, we do something to kind of like distract ourselves. And luckily, (laughs) I know it's not the same for everybody. She was really like, maybe because we started so young with it, like, she was really good at it. Like, she's still very independent. I mean, she's also a projector, and she's also a Scorpio. So (laughs) she's pretty chill. And she uh, just like knows how to entertain herself. But I think it's something that we have to teach them as well, like how to entertain themselves, how to like, you know, recognize when someone's doing something important, and like, respect that. And we just the same for her like now she's starting her own YouTube and stuff like that so we you know we're respectful we knock before we enter so we don't interrupt you know those kind of things so I think it's all about like the energy and how you teach them you know like what's important and when it's okay to like you know be super crazy and running around and when it's like okay I have to work now like but I will like giving them also like I'll play with you when I'm done, you know, like giving them that reassur- reassurance that you're not going to forget about them and just leave them by themselves forever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's been our approach to it.
0: That's beautiful. I'm not going to give my opinion because no one cares what me as a mother thinks. But, I mean, like... I care.
1: <laughs> I think you're a, you're a stepmother. I think you still count and you oh, have a different story. You. So yeah, definitely you count for sure.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think you should like teach parenting classes. That's so, (laughs) so powerful. Wow.
1: I've never heard that one before, but
0: (laughs) from this three, three minute peek into your parenting world, I think you're perfect. (laughs) But yeah, teaching boundaries and like recognizing that the things that you teach them when they're, children mm-hmm. is the lessons that are going to continue throughout their life I think a lot of people are like oh well they're they're young they don't know and it's like well they don't oh, know they're they way smarter
1: t- than us yeah. just for the record
0: <laughs> yeah and like honoring her being a Scorpio being a projector like understanding what makes her tick and what she mm-hmm. needs and then giving her the same respect
1: mm-hmm. I, I, that's I, the biggest part
0: mm-hmm. I noticed that a lot when I was serving, like I served for 11 years, I've interacted with a lot of families and like Mm -hmm. expectations of the children and then the parents not living up to their own expectations. It creates a mixed
1: message. And that's how like, I feel like my family life was, like, you know, like do Mm -hmm. as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. And so, and I feel like having a partner who also understands that life, like we both kind of were like, Yeah, we're not going to be our parents like that's like we're ending the cycle right now that's Mm -hmm. what our main mission is so yeah i think if you just kind of have that intention to just like not make it a repeat that's like your biggest power when it comes to like running your business because i know like my parents worked so much like they were not really around right so i don't want that for her like i i like working at home where i get to be like with her and where I get to do the raising. I'm not leaving it up to like the school system or like relatives. Like I'm actually deciding that this is what I wanna do. This is my this is my role as a parent.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love seeing how many people, and I was gonna say our generation, but then I was kind of thinking about it. And I honestly think it's like 40 all the way down to like teens mm-hmm. of people recognizing that they have the power to break the cycle yes and especially people like in their 20s or their late teens right now who are doing that before they have kids
1: like I wish I had started before like I really do that is it's amazing and I love that it's something that we're able to teach like the younger generation like hey we kind of just got it like halfway through but you guys can start like right now Mm -hmm. And it's still going to, it's going to be even more impactful on like the whole world. If you guys start right now.
0: Totally. Yeah. It's going to be amazing to see what happens in like 25 years when all these kids are adults. It's going to be crazy. They're bosses (laughs) and running businesses themselves. So what's your, um, how does your business interact with your relationship with your partner so it sounds like you both work from home you're both Mm -hmm. creatives um do you guys like do work together have you created boundaries of like I don't want your opinion or I do want your opinion that kind of stuff we just like if I
1: ask then that's when Mm. you know but like if not then just let me like go through my shit by myself but um it's actually, I think it's good to have someone who's kind of like doing the similar thing. Cause I do read a lot of stories about like women who find that their partner's not supportive. And I'm just like, that is not it. Like you can have a relationship where you are like fully supported and your partner like gets it. Like it is possible for you. You don't have to be like in a relationship where someone's telling you that what you're doing is like not good or like it's not a real job or like the things that I read that piss, me people. piss me off piss me like,
0: off like anyone who's like oh it's just an expensive hobby
1: it's like i like, come do it like just yeah. come sit at my computer for five minutes and figure out photoshop and then we can chat like you know what I mean yeah like yeah so I think we have like a pretty good dynamic like basically we just like be like hey today I have this going on and then like space is given so that like, like if I have to do something like this, he's cool with it. He finds something to do. If he's recording, I chill. Like we just, it's been pretty good. Like I'm pretty blessed in that sense, but yeah, girls, if you're listening and you're like with someone who's a dickhead, you you can find better. Trust me. It's out Mm -hmm. there.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I have had partners before who ran businesses, but it was A completely different type of business. So they thought Mm. they knew how to run an online business. I was like, don't even. (laughs) And my partner now, he's a truck driver and like does not understand. He's like, she taught she goes on Zoom and talks about the moon. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm like, yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, that's that's it. (laughs) Yeah. He's so supportive. He's like, I don't understand what you're doing. So I'm not gonna give you my opinion but know that I'm behind you and I want you to be happy. And I'm like, that is beautiful. Oh. Yes. They're out there. They exist. They're real. They exist. Yes, They're not myths. Promise. No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really beautiful that you guys have those boundaries and that understanding of like, mm. and that openness and communication. I know that's something that I have struggled with and it's still like, a practice of mine. Oh yeah.
1: Me too. Don't worry.
0: Yeah. And I don't know if it's like being a woman or being, you know, if you're not a woman, but you're more feminine, you're the caregiver, you're the nurturer of the family to have that boundary for yourself to be like, Hey, I'm going to close the door and I need to get work done. Mm -hmm. I'm out of service for the next couple hours or whatever it is. But for a long time, I'd be like, I was almost like, A little embarrassed as well to be like oh I'm teaching a workshop like I don't want to talk about you know so then I'd like schedule everything when my family was at home Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this year I finally got to a place where I'm like okay I need to start treating this like a fucking business for real and I can't be embarrassed about what I do I need to set those boundaries and make that time for it
1: yeah because that energy does like leak into your business and then like It just feels icky for people, but I definitely relate to that. Like I used to be like, oh, I can't record podcast episodes and talk about this shit freely, like around people. And now I'm just like, uh, if you don't like it, then sorry, (laughs) like I don't know. Bye. Like, see you later. But yeah, that's definitely something that I find a lot of women who are doing their own business. They, I think it almost has to do too with like not being able to ask for help. Mm -hmm. like not being able to ask for what you need. Like I need this time to do this is like unheard of for (laughs) like most women, right? So that's like a big thing, being able to be like, hey, like I need two hours to just like do this interview or like record this podcast episode or just like read, I don't know, whatever it is. Just like not being afraid to ask for what you need is like a huge thing I find with business. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. One thing that really helped me, and this is the same with, like, learning intuition, is doing it and then observing the reaction that I get. So, like, I would tell my boyfriend, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to, like, go do some tarot card readings in the bedroom. Can you just, like, make sure the volume on the TV isn't too loud? And he'd be like, okay, I'd be like, oh, you're
1: (laughs) You're like, oh, shit, that was way easier. Yeah, like,
0: you're not annoyed, you're not mad. He's like, why would I be annoyed? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, Like, that's what I'm used to. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then, like, that happened over and over. And now I'm just like, okay, I can just be like, hey. It's safe. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It feels safe now.
1: I definitely relate to that like there was no way as a kid I could be like hey guys can you like shut up for two hours so I can like study they'd be like what uh-huh. <laughs> so now it's like yeah it's it's wonderful to be able to be like hey I have this thing going on like do you mind like giving me the space to do it and someone just being like yeah that's cool <laughs> I'm just like healthy right. relationships <laughs> so so magical
0: yeah <laughs> I think when it so you're mentioning like, you know, annoying people or whatever for myself, taking my business off of Facebook, what, so I took one off of Facebook. Cause I didn't like their bullshit of making business pages pay to get <sighs> views. Yes. Like I had like 500 likes and they would show my post to three people. I'm like, fuck you, Facebook. Now they're doing that on Instagram. So we're going to yeah. have to find something new eventually, but mm-hmm. Instagram is all the people that I follow and the people that follow me because they like the aesthetic. They like what I'm talking about. They're supportive. They're business owners. Facebook mm-hmm. is like aunts and uncles and people from high school. So it's always like annoying
1: them. <laughs> like, nah, nah, nah. Girl, I deleted everybody <laughs> in my family <laughs> off my Facebook. I, love that. I was like, because I have a, like a very huge belief that like I need to create the spaces that I feel safe in Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. I am responsible for that so if I have people on my shit that are making me feel some type of way like I can't fully express myself you gotta go like that's it period like you're gone like I need to create those spaces. So that's been like one of the biggest things, I think. Like when I started really diving into the branding stuff, I was like, you know what? My whole philosophy is about authenticity. It's about showing up. It's about like being in your power and not doing things the same way as everyone else. So if people don't agree with it, then I don't really have space for them like Uh I'll see you at the family gathering like you know what I mean so I think that's like a really big thing that I would say I recommend for people even on Instagram if you're following people just because like you're idolizing cut that shit out just get rid of Uh them like you don't really need them you really don't as soon as you like learn to just get rid of the outside noise and like follow people who either really inspire you and inspire you from an empowering stance, not from a disempowering stance where they're making you want what they have, but like encouraging you to go get what you want. That's the kind of people you want to follow and have on your mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that boldness. And like, can we all just like breathe it in and take it in for 2021 <laughs> just, with us as like, <sighs> if someone isn't there to support you, you can unfollow them, you can right. get them in your space. You can create the safe space, create <laughs> yes. like, like, if you are listening and you don't have the power to create a safe space, like please find resources for people who mm-hmm. can help you access that because I understand we don't all have the privilege, but if you are in a position where you can choose who you surround yourself with, stop hanging out with the friends who gossip Stop hanging out yes. with friends who talk shit about people behind their back. If your friends are talking shit about other people's businesses, they're talking shit about your business when you're not there sure. too. Sure, I like that was one thing. Like, I used to have this friend group, and one of them had an MLM, and they would all talk about her when she wasn't there. And then I was like, "What are they saying about me when I'm not there?" Exactly. You know? And then exactly. I felt unsafe to be myself because I was scared that they're safety bubble was Mm -hmm. to reject me. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm living out loud. If you guys don't like it, that's your problem.
1: That's exactly like, I had a similar experience this year. I joined a um, mastermind and they didn't like certain people in the industry that I actually enjoyed. So that's just like, I gotta go. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to, like, I don't feel safe because I can't talk about certain things without feeling like, oh, they're going to be like, ew like why are you into that or like you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. definitely the the places where you do have the power like make space like we are back at my parents house since the um pandemic started because honestly nobody wants to be in Toronto right now (laughs) so I still like have to be around it but I've created my area where I go when I need that like peace. I have like, you know, my space and my social media has become mine. Like it's not, you know, open for certain people. So you can still do it. And I mean, if you need help, holla, cause I will <laughs> definitely encourage you, but yeah, you can, there's different ways to do it. It doesn't have to be as extreme as like unfollowing everybody. I mean, you could always have like a secondary, um, Facebook that's just business Mm -hmm. and you don't add people that are like you know real life people people that you actually see so yeah there's different ways and it just takes sometimes a little work to get there
0: Mm -hmm. and that's the beautiful place that we're headed to as business owners is this innovation and this freedom to do what works for you it doesn't have to be what everyone else is doing Mm
1: -hmm. and it's so beautiful to see because like I still see it a lot where a lot of people are feeling like shit they might hit like that six figure mark but they they literally don't feel good in their business and usually it's because they're doing things in a way that doesn't feel good for them and we just need to kind of shift out of that so it's nice to see more people you know making that shift
0: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely So before you became a business owner, did you have any beliefs about what your life would look like or what running a business would look like that have either proven to be misconceptions or you were accurate?
1: Um, so, One thing that comes to mind right away is that I was so convinced that like the people that I knew in real life were going to be like my biggest supporters Mm -hmm. like I literally thought like they were going to be all excited for me and whatnot but that was like the biggest misconception I had and as soon as I like let go of the expectation of those people like supporting me and like helping me my business grew because I was like no longer like, oh, I can only do things with the support. So that was a big one. And I honestly thought it was going to be easier than it is. Like, I think a lot of people go into it like that. Um, but we've also been <laughs> doing things in a different kind of way with all the changes that have been happening. So it's been more of a roller coaster for sure than I expected.
0: Uh-huh. And let's talk about that support. We have already um, touched on it with like your partner and your family. Um, but are there any people in your life who um, like, don't support you like anyone that you're like, Oh, fuck, I wish they would just get on board with it. Or I wish they just would see me or I wish they would just, you know, keep their opinions to their self.
1: Um, basically my whole family (laughs) for sure that's like who it is Um, like my parents are very like old school blue collar Um, you got to make like do hard shit to make good money type of stuff so um, that for sure and like I have a brother who's a lot older than me and so he's in the same kind of mindset so they don't really get it like they don't understand what I'm doing they're kind of like why is she always on her laptop why is she like on yeah. her phone, people you know. See like they don't on your
0: phone, and they're like, "Oh, you're just on your phone all the time." And You're like, "Bitch, right. I'm working.
1: <laughs> I'm literally about to close a sale. I need you to back off. Like, yeah. <laughs> shut up, please." Yeah, like they don't, they don't quite get it. So, I think those are the only people really who I'm like, who it would be nice to have like in my corner. But I've also kind of come to accept like work from two totally different worlds, like honestly, the realities of their life and the reality of my life are nowhere near the same. And so I don't expect it anymore. And so that's like a big weight off of me, like no longer expecting that from them.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that it is starting to become more of the normal for business owners to Mm -hmm. embrace that you can have fun and have joy and not work your ass off and be successful. Like that old, like you have to work, you know, 60 hours a week to be successful. You have to wake up at sun up and go to bed after the sun's down to be successful. And you're like, no,
1: "No." thank you. (laughs) None of that sounds enjoyable at all. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) And I think like as business owners, we're kind of finding this middle ground where we're not that, but we're also not this message that was so prevalent for a while, where it's like, you can work on your laptop on the beach for three hours a day. Like we're, yeah. we're recognizing that owning a business is hard work, but it doesn't have to be unenjoyable hard work.
1: Yeah. Like you get to choose what, what kind of hard work it is. Like exactly. for me, it's like creating, like that's hard shit. Like creating is like a lot of energy. It's like, hard and like just being able to accept that it gets to be hard and enjoyable at the same time is like a totally new like whoa this is not what we are used to at all and I really had to do a lot of work around that like I still struggle with it sometimes where I find myself working too long and like you know not giving myself the right breaks and whatnot but It's definitely something that we need to shift from. And it's definitely something I'm personally working on where it's like, okay, I did a lot of work yesterday. I can just chill today. Like I don't have to constantly be in front of my laptop. Mm -hmm. And so that's like one of my main goals, like get out from behind the computer, behind the screens, you know, do something that's like in the real world, something enjoyable, something fun, bring that joy, you know, and then you're kind of raising your frequency and that helps in your business in the end.
0: Mm Hmm. I'm wondering if we have that kind of belief because we, for people who did work for other people before starting their own business, you were trained. And even mm-hmm. like from school, you were trained, nope. like you work for $13 an hour. Um, so for every hour you show up, you make money. And now in mm-hmm. business, like the four tarot card readings I did yesterday were prepaid. So like I kept like yeah. having this idea. I'm like, oh, like I'm not even like trading this 45 Mm. minutes for
1: money, but I am, but it's in a very different sense. Yeah. It's a totally different energy. Like I'm still doing the work, but I'm not having to like kind of be under someone's thumb While I'm doing it, you know, like even school, like you said, it trains us to just sit there and work for like so many hours and you only get like what lunch and like a break maybe. And that's just like how things are like when you go out into the work world. And so, yeah, I think it's a huge shift for everybody who's like in our age group, you know, a little bit older to shift from work 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 to like okay I can work for a couple hours and like go for a walk if I want to or Mm -hmm. just like go have tea if I feel like it like it's a big shift and I feel like that's one thing that we're kind of teaching the younger generation like they're seeing us they're like oh shit I don't have to go work in a factory for 13 hours a day Mm -hmm. I can actually make money doing shit that I actually enjoy.
0: Mm -hmm. And with people shifting to work at home this year I have seen it being talked about a little bit, and then business owners, a lot of us do it intuitively. Is working the hours that work for us. Like I know,
1: oh my gosh, yes. Like
0: I think I know Allie, and I think you. You guys will be up to like three a.m. in Creative Lounge, and I'm yep. like three p.m. <laughs> I am shut down. I have nothing <laughs> left. But I because I served for eleven years, I had to work nights and weekends, and I knew. I always, always knew. I was like, I, this is not my work time. I cannot go to work at four o'clock and be here till 11. Like I would love to wake up at 5am and go to bed at eight. (laughs) I'm like a night
1: person for sure. Like I do way better. I actually have cycles is what I've noticed. And I should track the moon and see if it has anything to do with that. But I go through cycles where either I'm waking up at 6 a.m. Or I'm going to bed at 6 a.m. <laughs> so it's like I go through these like kind of like transition phase. Like about a week where I'm like going to bed later and later. And then like I'll be able to stay up late. And then a few weeks later I'm back into like early morning. And I've just I literally used to be so guilty about it. I'd be like oh my gosh I have to be up like from mm-hmm. 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Because that's work i hours and whatever but now I'm like um you'll catch me when you catch me you got my Instagram you got my messenger we have email correspondence there's no reason for me to feel guilty you can get a hold of me whenever I feel like I need to answer you so that's a huge thing like just letting go of the guilt of like how you operate Mm
0: -hmm. your
1: people will just either accept it or they're not your people that's what I'm learning like
0: yeah and that's as easy as it is the freedom to create work that fits us and Mm. fits our natural abilities so if you're a night owl like maybe you work with people in a different time zone and you promote to them and you market to them or maybe you don't do a lot of one-on-one calls you do more pre-recorded stuff like we have
1: the freedom to create whatever the fuck we want (laughs) and It's it's a crazy reality to accept though like it is it really is like you just get to choose like people are like whoa what I literally get to choose things like this is like a whole new like ball game but I feel like we're getting there and having conversations like this is what will really help people like step into that without feeling like you know shitty because here we are two people running businesses talking about how we literally just do whatever the hell we want and we're still able to run those businesses so yeah I think it'll give people the confidence to kind of like step into that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for a long time, I only did tarot card readings as pre recorded videos because mm-hmm. I just did not have the energy to like schedule my time. Like my, I coming out of serving, my energy was so off balance. I had to take yeah. time to come back to my, my like base level and what feels right for me. So to tell someone like, oh, yeah next thursday at 4 p.m. i'm going to have the energy i was like
1: fuck that <laughs> like i'm the same way because i don't know when my cycle is like i don't know when i'm going to be up at that time or when i'm going to be tired at 1 p.m. i don't know so um it's funny you said that because I literally just had a conversation with someone. I've been sitting on the idea of doing brand audits, but I was like, "Oh my gosh, like I do not want to do these on a call. Like I do not." And it was like really like a big hurdle for me. I was like, "I can't do them because of this." And someone literally just said, "Why don't you just record them and then just send them to them or just write them and send them a write-up?" And I was like, yeah, it's that easy. Like, why didn't I think of that? That's the thing though. Like the reason I have a
0: business coach and if you're a creative, you need a creative coach. If you're a healer, you need a healer. Like we all need someone else to help us because like, and this is my theory as to why when I read tarot cards for myself, it's never as good as when someone reads for me because we have our blocks, we have our blind spots, we get stuck in this road of this is the only way to do it mm-hmm. and someone can say it as simple as like why don't you just record the video and you're like, why <laughs> fuck? like and did i get hit in the head like it's like insane. am i
1: like losing my shit like <laughs> yeah. i didn't even think of that yeah definitely it's it's always good and if you if you're not in a place where you're ready to invest in like a coach or something find a peer mastermind find a friend online. Like all the people that I use as confidants are like online friends. Mm -hmm. I literally everyone, I haven't even met these people in person and they've been like the biggest support for me. So I always tell people like, this is like the best time to be a business owner. You can find support in so many different ways, like all over the world. And it's just like an amazing thing to be part of. Mm
0: My thing is I always think I have to do way too much. Like I want to re- release this meditation thing. And for like two weeks, I was like, okay, hey, I have to pre-record 30 meditations. And then like one day I was in the shower and I was like, just do 10. Like, why do you have to do 30? Just do 10. I like, why works, does that have to be hard? Yeah. Like creating the intuitive reader community. I was like, I have to have a one, one project for every single day of the month. And then I like ask some people for their feedback. I think you were one of the people I asked. I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, girl, no. Why would you do that? (laughs) I always make so much more work for myself and I need people to pull me out of that or else I'll just like spiral and stress myself out and be like i'm not doing enough
1: (laughs) that is exactly how i've been with like my program like the reason it's taken this long for me to have a program is because i was literally like i have to cram everything about branding into like one course and it has Mm -hmm. to be like the best branding course ever and then i was just like people were like looking at me like "Mm, i don't think you have to do it like that i was like oh right it doesn't have to be that hard mm-hmm. like this could be multiple courses this could be like a course in like a webinar or something like this doesn't have to be so hard <laughs> yeah
0: so even as intuitives and people who are authentic and people who live in like our true real self we still like get stuck in these stories yes. and need other people to pull us out of them like as an intuitive it's not that like every single decision you make is intuitive. Like ego and fear is always present no matter
1: how hard you try to get rid of Yes, And I think that's like part of being authentic, right? Being able Mm -hmm. to admit like, yeah, I'm doing okay. Like I have like these abilities to be like great, but girl, I still get stuck. Like I still have like some shit that I'm working on. Like we're all doing some type of work at any given point, right?
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I- rather work with someone who is real like if I'm hiring a coach or following someone or reading their book like I don't want them to pretend that they're perfect because that's just then gonna make me feel guilty about not being perfect
1: yeah that's like a huge thing for me like that I talk about when I'm like talking about branding I'm like guys just showing your highlight reels doesn't work anymore. Like we know you're not perfect. You are a human being and you're allowed to not be perfect. So even when like people tell me like they're nervous to get on like a live, I'm like, tell them you're fucking nervous. Like people will be like, oh shit, me too. Thank goodness. Like someone else is like this too. Uh When you like make yourself more like human, more like in the shits with them. I trust that person way more than I trust the person that's like, "My life is so perfect. I am so perfect. I have everything figured out." Cuz like honestly, anyone who thinks that they've figured out everything, they that's not someone nothing. you can learn from. No, <laughs> yeah. you ain't got nothing you could teach me.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then that goes back to what we were saying like earlier. If you're on your Instagram, on your Facebook page, being vulnerable mm-hmm. and someone does show up and they're like you're taking a tuesday off like to go to the spa, like shouldn't you be at work?
1: Block, delete. <laughs> exactly. <I'm a> follow. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> exactly, like see you later. Like no, yeah, the shaming shit, we're done with that. Mm-hmm. We're throwing that out. That can stay in 2020. Um <laughs> as we yeah. move forward, like no, we're not doing that anymore.
0: I was talking to someone else about this the other day on Instagram and I had originally read it on someone else's post, and I cannot for the life of me remember who it was. Um, But they were talking about how the word, the way we talk in our marketing and our Instagram posts, how it could potentially have an effect on the way that we're received. And so the old style of marketing was very emotional and reactive pain points trigger people make them purchase out of a reaction. And it's like, Yeah. So then when they've come down from that reaction, they realize they don't need
1: this and then don't pay or quit or get mad at me. I swear, this is hilarious because I literally just had this conversation with my friend Britt. We were talking about how like gross it feels to like make people feel like shit. Like we'd rather empower them so that they know when they come in our course, that's what they're going to get. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to get more of that and not so much like, oh, there's something wrong with you. And this is why you need to work with me. No. Yeah everything's in you let me just help you like pull exactly. it out that's it I'm not here to like be your hero and I'm not here to make you I don't feel want like to shit be your hero. All right like no <laughs> don't thank you I'm trying to save my school. damn self yeah. <laughs> like, but I'm here to like just show you what I know so that you can be your own hero right and like mm-hmm. you don't have to feel like shit we've exactly. all been there we've all been in the same like we start from somewhere right
0: mm-hmm. so yeah
1: I definitely agree like pain points out we're done with those Bye.
0: <laughs> and i had someone do this in a, a in-person workshop when i was a yoga teacher um she was like after like half a day she's like okay you guys keep making you statements when you mean to make i statements and every time you do this i'm going to call you out on it and so when people do like you know when you go to the grocery store and you run into your ex-boyfriend no I went to the grocery store and I ran into my ex-boyfriend and I felt triggered. Um, and so people
1: will just see themselves in your story.
0: Exactly. So that's how we like, can potentially not trigger people into emotional reactions is by saying, this is my story. And if you don't see yourself in it, that's okay. But my experience is a personal experience. So by definition, it's not universal. Yes. And I think that makes like a more gentle transition for people to be like, okay, I, I don't relate with this person, but you're not being like, you feel this way when you do that. And they're like, the yeah. fuck I do. And get their <laughs> thumbs out to type now they're the pissed at you. <laughs> exactly. Cause you trick, like it might be true, but you triggered them mm-hmm. and they were not ready to see
1: themselves that way that's so true that is so true yeah I don't um I'm a big believer in stories being like it if you can share stories your own stories Uh or maybe like client stories that you've gotten permission to share that will hit harder than like trying to make someone feel like shit so they feel like they need your program for sure Uh for sure there's no doubt about it
0: yeah. I had a breakthrough with my business coach a couple of weeks ago about how like I price things at a point where like, cause I'm so scared people are going to be disappointed that if they haven't paid very much for it, then they won't be too mad. But mm-hmm. then having this conversation, I realized that like, if I'm not tr- making people cre- have an emotional reaction when they purchase, then the chances of them being disappointed are pretty slim. Because I I pride myself on being a very clear communicator and like this is exactly what you're getting. And then I'll throw them a couple extra bonus things that I didn't tell them about, but yeah. I make it very obvious what they're getting because I am like so scared that people are going to be disappointed and then leave and not yeah. tell me. And then be talking shit about me and never have that on like I'm a Sagittarius just tell me how you feel and let's have an <laughs> honest conversation about it yep. and we'll we'll all be happy in the end you know yeah but
1: Yeah. I'm sure I definitely not I've definitely had this experience recently with the how I started doing oracle deck and everyone wants an oracle deck so I'm like okay that's cool at first when I was thinking about the pricing, I was like okay I don't want people to feel like you know oh like who is she to like charge whatever amount? And I was really undercharging. Like when I sat down and started thinking about like the process of it and all the shit that I would have to do, I was like, I would be doing myself a huge disservice. Like I would rather only have like two Oracle clients that get it than have like 10 people who like don't understand how hard this shit is you know what I mean they're the ones that are going to be messaging the you,
0: most yeah. on me and so we'll send them like a half finished project and they'll be like um I don't like how that looks and you're like yeah because it's not right. done <laughs> like,
1: exactly oh my gosh yes yes I yes, a lot yes. Of
0: makeover shows where that happens <laughs> all the time and I'm like shut
1: up <laughs> like can I finish like can I just finish but yeah like sometimes we get into this space where we're like oh I don't want to like make people feel a certain type of way especially with pricing and I'm like I'm over that like I do a I lot like for that. my clients you know <laughs> like you know what you you know what you're offering and so either they're someone who can see that or they just don't that's where I'm at like that's where I'm at with everything in my business either you get it or you don't and if mm-hmm. you don't that's cool like we're just not meant to co-create you know like we're just not meant to go through the shit together so the people who are ready that's who i'm here for Mm -hmm.
0: and that's that beautiful energy where we're at of collaboration over competition is there's other people out there who create oracle card decks they're not your competition exactly they're the right fit for the people who aren't the right fit for you
1: exactly that is like perfectly said like you can definitely find someone else you're you're mm-hmm. gonna be fine if I am not it for you
0: that's totally the energy I'm holding right now like even before we started recording Keisha asked if she was allowed to swear I was like yeah if people can't <laughs> handle us swearing there's other podcasts they can listen to go listen like, to something else okay <laughs> Like this isn't the space for you and that's fine and like mm-hmm rejection is protection the more people that unfollow you the more people that oh yes have a problem with what you're doing as long as you in your heart know you're not being an asshole like right that's good because yes. it means there's more space for the people who are meant for you to
1: come through and you can make a connection with them yes because like when you're hiding parts of yourself like this is how i i look at it okay when I'm myself there are people who are meant to experience me in my authenticity when I'm hiding myself I'm actually being an asshole to those people because I'm not giving them what they need so it literally in the end doesn't have anything to do with me like it's my audience like the people who need me can only like find me if I'm in my authentic self, right? Like when I'm pretending to be someone else, I'm not attracting those people because that's not what they need. They need you in your full expression and they're waiting for you. Mm-hmm. So if you decide, if you've been like stuck in this like loop of trying to do everything like everyone else and you feel like you haven't been authentic, don't be afraid to make the switch because the people who leave, those are not the ones that were meant for you. Mm -hmm. The ones who are meant for you are going to find you when you're stepping into that power.
0: Mm -hmm. And the story that I'm really leaning into right now is that when you meet someone who authentically (laughs) connects with you, there's a good chance they have a friend that are like them and they'll bring them in and that friend knows someone else. And you'll Like I started doing that and I could not believe how quickly my network of people grew just from being like, oh, I have a friend at work who was talking about Oracle cards. So I told her to like join your spiritual social network. And
1: it's just like amazing. Yeah. Like I invited all my friends. I was like, everybody needs (laughs) to come over here and see this because like, it's something that I related with and I liked your personality. And I liked how like, it was just an open space to just be like free to be who you are. And there's not a lot of that. So yeah, when you create those spaces, they grow fast. They really do because nobody else is really doing that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I want to take a little pivot on the conversation and it's my favorite thing to talk about because I am so guilty for, and it's probably one of those things where I think I'm the only one and I'm not the only one, wherever, (laughs) every time I see every other business owner, I assume everyone is a millionaire and like it doesn't struggle and I'm the only person being like oh how am I gonna pay my bills this month (laughs)
1: Facts, (laughs) big facts
0: you've seen the list of questions so what I've been doing on the last couple episodes your episode's gonna air before those episodes so ignore I said that (laughs) (laughs) um what I've been just saying is like share whatever you want about money with your business one thing i really like to share and you can share as much or as little as feels comfortable with you is so you mentioned like you're living with your parents like that's a privilege that not everybody has my boyfriend has a really good job that can pay our bills that's my privilege like I like to know those kinds of things about people's stories. So we all feel less alone. And like, we're not the only ones who Mm -hmm. Or when someone like takes a picture and they're like actually at their grandma's house. And you're like, yeah, I'm in a mansion. (laughs) mansion. (laughs) Stop pretending that's your house.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like when it comes to like money in business, I feel like people think. Okay. There's like a big difference between making money and keeping money. So (laughs) I can make money really well, (laughs) but I'm not really that great at keeping it. Like I, life happens, like clients fall off. You know what I mean? Like shit happens. So I don't think anyone should feel guilty about their experience with like making money in their business. You are gonna go through ups and downs. And I feel like that's just natural in a business especially when you're working with clients, like It might be, I'm not sure, I can't really speak on product-based businesses, but what I found is that like, people are not always reliable. So you can expect that some months are gonna be really good and some months you're gonna be like, how the fuck am I gonna make it to next month? But there's no shame in that. I mean, we're all learning as we go, we're all building something. So those people you see who, yeah, are posting pictures in the grandma's house, just ignore that shit like i've had to learn how to that's what i'm saying like remove those people that make you feel shitty like there's no space for it um sometimes i do have really good months sometimes i'll like get to like 6k and i'm like doing well and then like my car breaks down and i have to put like a lot of money into that and then like covid hits and people aren't spending anymore you know what i mean like life is happening and so, yeah, there's no shame behind the money game. I think you just learn as you go and that's okay. Like, we got to let go of that. Like, I got to be rich if I'm a business owner right away. No, Aww. that's not it. Like, that's not it. That's like a story that I think comes from the, um, the whole nine to five vibe. Like, oh, I'm working so much. I should be rich right now. Yeah, We're kind of in a different you know, scenario here. So I find that like, of course, you're going to have times where you're still feeling like shit, feel it, you're human, let it happen. But then like you have the power to change it as well, right? Like I can go create something to offer like right now if I really wanted to. And so also knowing that you have that power like you're not hopeless okay like we are not hopeless we're not victims here we're fucking powerful beings so it'll always the, the universe is not gonna leave you out here cold it's not everything that happens for you is happening for a reason and you're gonna figure it out it's it's seasons for a reason that's like yeah that's basically it like seasons for a reason things might seem bleak but we'll always bounce back you know
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like I just had therapy, like you <laughs> opened my soul and scraped out all the junk.
1: <laughs> this is the second time in the last two days, someone was like, thanks for the therapy. And I was like,
0: oh, okay. Yeah. Like you should record like meditations or like hypnosis or something <laughs> like, oh, so like I, there was two things in there where it was just like, I didn't even realize I was believing that, um, mm-hmm when you said that, like, yeah, like, sometimes you'll have a 6k month, and then you will, like, I had it in my head that, like, and I think so many business coaches, that's their storyline, is once you hit 5k, you'll always hit 5k. And when you're selling, especially, like, products, like, anything that isn't, like, I love subscriptions, because you can kind of rely on Mm -hmm. that income. But if you, you know, if you're selling candles, or plants or online goods like just because you sold 10 of them this month does not mean you're going to sell 10 the next month so yes like monthly incomes aren't guaranteed and I had it in my head that like you make 1k months then you make 5k months and then you make 10k months and you just keep making the 10k months
1: because you figured out the magic secret but then like what happens when your client's husband loses his job Mm -hmm. or when COVID hits or when, you know, somebody goes through something, their house burns down or something. They don't have those funds to be your client anymore. So these things happen unexpectedly. And so you might see dips in your monthly income Mm -hmm. because like life is just happening. Like you can't control what happens to the people that you're working with. Right. So that's something that I really had to learn. Like sometimes people just don't want to do the work anymore. Mm -hmm. you got to let them go right and I think that the more we hang on to the like oh I have to be like I hit 5k last month I have to hit like 6-7k this month like then it kind of feels like scarce Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a scarcity thing like you're no longer trusting you're kind of like in that oh I need I need I need vibe so yeah that's something that I'm like that's gonna be like my biggest I think I haven't master this. I'm just like speaking on what I've been through. But um I think that when I do get to that point where I'm like doing better in that sense, I feel like that's a huge breakthrough for people when you just accept what is, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing you said that I was just like, oof, <laughs> how did you see? Me? Um is you mentioned like you're like, yeah, I could just like create a product and go and sell it. And that I was like, yeah, why the fuck, Ali, don't you just go out and create a product and fucking sell it? Because (laughs) that's not what works for me. I'm not, I'm a projector. I have to wait for the invitation. I cannot. And you know, I'm ethical and I have integrity and I'm not going to bully people into purchasing from me. I'm not just going to like, Hop into people's inboxes and be like, hey, Oh my gosh, I hate you. You should that. buy this thing. Like, hello, uh, why aren't you purchasing? I know I just messaged you two days ago and you haven't purchased yet. So I'm just reminding you, like, I, I could do, that, do that, <laughs> that, but I would feel yeah. fucking shitty doing yeah. it. And that's the thing. Pe- there are people who can do that and that might feel good for them. You know, cold cold messaging is never cool. If you're doing that, please stop.
1: Yeah, please stop. <laughs> I don't like that.
0: But there's like, <laughs> you know, the people who quote unquote hustling does feel good for them and they can just go out and make an extra $600 to make their bills. But that's not what feels good to me.
1: For me, it's like, I'm not good at just like dropping stuff, but I have to remind myself that like, I am creating things, right? Like there's still possibility. There's still like things that haven't fully made their like cycle yet. Mm -hmm. So like, not so much like just like go and drop something random because I can't do that shit either like I have to respond to things right but I have to like trust that the next thing I'm gonna create it right like it's gonna happen so even if this month was shit that doesn't mean next like next month I might have like the ultimate like idea that like Mm -hmm. becomes like my million dollar idea who knows that's all it takes really it's just like that one hit so yeah I definitely think like people, some, I mean, if you're a manifester, shit, go do that. Like (laughs) just go create something right now and drop it everywhere. But like, yeah, come do my marketing for me. (laughs) Then come work for me. Like, yeah, we need, we'll hire you. (laughs) I wish I could have that um, ability, but yeah, I think it's, it's more trust I'm finding with money and even like, the I've worked a lot behind the scenes with like high up like coaches doing their branding and even some of them are still struggling with like money stories you know Mm -hmm. like this is this is lifelong work we've committed to this is like you know every every level has its struggles so don't feel bad if you're like in a shitty place right now because that that can change instantly just like instantly
0: yeah and that's I like so often so many times have had the thought of like this is too hard I should Mm -hmm. just go trade my time for a paycheck and the thing that pulls me out of it is always remembering that I would be miserable if I gave up and just went and worked for someone else for the rest of my life like I would be so
1: I go through that too like where I'm like okay I can't do this shit anymore like this is hard this is like Way harder than just working for a check. This is like whoever was trying to tell me that entrepreneurship was not hard, they're crazy. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Or scamming you. Um, or yeah, trying to scam me. But <laughs> yeah, like this is not just rainbows and butterflies. I, I think that's a big misconception. I had that misconception, so i I understand. Um, but it's okay to feel like you want to quit. I mean, I feel it all the time, but it's just like, do you or are you still showing up? And what makes me not want to, you know, give up is I feel like the overall goal of my business is too big to just drop it. Like, it's not for me. It's for other women. So it comes to a point where, like, yes, I'm feeling all these things. But also, if I quit, how am I going to get this message out to people?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and for me like the risk of not knowing how much money I'm gonna make is also the flip side of that is the excitement of not having a cap like yeah Mm -hmm. I might not know how much money I can make this month it might be six hundred dollars it might be sixty thousand dollars I don't fucking Mm -hmm. know you know and so that's the that's the excitement of it is what mm-hmm. is one of the things that i'm always like
1: yeah, can you know? <laughs> all that like yeah. let's let's change that scaredness to like some like juicy excitement like mm-hmm. i i love i've been like recently playing a lot with like um the idea of alchemizing your negative emotions into like beautiful emotions or beautiful creations i think that's like a really like big thing for creatives like taking that like sadness that you might feel and making something beautiful out of it so i'm here for that like if you're feeling fear fear feels a lot like excitement if Mm -hmm. you think about it it's a very similar like your body goes through a lot of the similar things so yeah that's a really good thing to share with people
0: Mm -hmm. That's what my yoga teacher told me when I took my training um, before we started teaching our practicum. She said nervous or nervousness is just excitement without the breath. And when you think about it, they are the exact, your body. Yeah,
1: because you're just not breathing.
0: Yeah. And I was like, (sighs) oh, so I I always told people that when I taught yoga teacher trainings too, because it's so true. If you're ever feeling nervous about something, just focus on your breath and you can shift it into excitement because they are. The same emotion and i notice it yeah. a lot when people say i'm they're meaning to say excited but they mm-hmm. say anxious. i'm anxious to see the results of her play
1: it's yes like, no you're
0: excited to see the results i you definitely do that the
1: same way. <laughs> yeah i definitely do that i'm always like oh i'm so nervous or i'm so like anxious like for this and then like as i get into it i'm like oh i was just really fucking excited about this mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and you can be nervous and excited at the same time mm-hmm. like before when I did my first couple interviews on other people's podcasts, I was like, I'm nervous and excited. And I kept telling myself that it's like, you can be nervous and you can be excited at the same time because they take up the same space in your body.
1: I feel like that's a really good thing for business owners to realize you can be happy to be running your business and extremely terrified. (laughs) Yeah, like You can be both. It's okay. Like that's something we need to normalize for sure.
0: And just For humans in general, like whatever it is, like you can have two competing emotions or conflicting emotions
1: at the same time, like. This actually, like, is exactly something that I saw today, a post about pregnancy and how, like, people feel guilty saying that, like, they didn't enjoy it Mm. because people are like, you're supposed to be excited. And I'm like, why can't we be both and be honest with our experience, you know? Exactly. Yeah. We don't have to water things
0: down to just one emotion, Mm -hmm. whatever
1: it is. Like,
0: everything in life is hard. Like, that's just the way it is. But you can still be optimistic or still be hopeful, even if you're going through something that's challenging.
1: Yes. That's so good. That's Mm -hmm. so good.
0: (laughs) Oh, we've had like, we went totally off script, but it's been so fucking good, (laughs) which is like my intention with this is to just have real conversations. And like, that's why before I interview anyone, I'm like, set aside two hours just so like whatever (laughs) needs to be here has room to come through. Um, so you ha- can you tell us about your oracle card deck like what inspired it what the process was like um and what you wanted to what did you wanted it to say like what mm-hmm.
1: okay so um the divine collective oracle deck was an idea that came about i would say in 2019 um I had thought about it, but I was like, eh, like, I don't really know how this looks or like what the process is. I don't know anything. So I don't really want to go there. And it just kind of kept popping up. You know how, like Mm. when it's the thing, it's the thing. (laughs) So one day, this is like so so ridiculous, but one day my internet went out (laughs) and the only thing I had my like folder for was the Oracle deck. Like I couldn't work on anything else. So I couldn't do any client work. Cause I had like, I keep my stuff online. So I just started like doing it and it really came through to me that out of the Oracle decks that I own, I don't really see myself in them very much. Like I don't, I might see like one or two cards and it's like, nothing much really, <laughs> like, you know, and so I was just like, this is going to be a deck that's really inclusive for women. This is going to be something where you see a little bit of yourself at least somewhere, and so that's how, like, it started being, like, really beautiful images of Black women. Um, I have some Images uh, that I'm going to be using of a woman with Down syndrome, um, one that's in a wheelchair. We have um, East Indian women on there. Uh, Just like a whole blend of people that I feel like we don't really get to see Mm -hmm. in a divine light. You know what I mean? Um, Even like some older women, women that like, you know, plus size women, like the people who we don't see in this like divine light that people put mainly pretty white girls. <laughs> like wow. that's just the honesty of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how it came about. The process has really just been intuitive for me. Um. It's just been, I work on them when I feel the pull to work on them. Um. I came up with the ideas of what was going to be the cards or I create them so I know what it is and I just whatever I'm drawn to that day I don't I haven't been working on them in order or like there's no structure to it so I can't give people any advice on that it's just intuitive like do I feel like doing hope today do I feel like doing self-awareness today and then I just kind of like create the art to go with it um the part about publishing it, I'm still kind of in the air about. I'm not sure if I'm going to self-publish or if I'm going to use um, print on demand. I haven't really gotten that far yet. I kind of didn't want to like burden myself with that stuff too much while I was creating them because yeah. I wanted the energy to be good. So, I mean, once I get there, I do, my, my plan is to share the whole process with everybody so that if people want to do it themselves, then they can. Um, and also I'm, in the new year, I'll be offering services to help people create their decks.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the way to create an Oracle card deck. Like if it's a, Program that's intuitive and to help people connect with their intuition, it should be created through intuition, Mm -hmm. not like I'm gonna sit down today and talk about love, and then you're right head about it, and the divine message doesn't come through.
1: Yeah, like I haven't even started writing the messages because I'm like, it's not the time yet. It's not the time yet. Like I'm just like really feeling into it, um, and letting myself. I feel like I'm in the creative part. Like I feel like I want to be creating the art. So I'm just like, I'm not going to burden myself and like make myself feel bad because I haven't written the messages for the ones that I've created yet. It will come when it's supposed to come. And uh-huh. then that's when the message will be most potent. So yeah. yeah, that's, I'm doing everything myself. So I know that's like a little bit, it's, it's little harder because <laughs> like, I don't have someone doing the art for me or doing the messaging for me, but, um, Another thing that I'm going to be opening to people, and I'm going to do that also on an intuitive basis, is collaborative decks, so we're all we're kind of selling together, mm. so that it's like they, there's no real investment for people. We're just kind of doing a collaborative thing as well.
0: Oh, I love that idea.
1: I'm excited. I love collaborating. <laughs>
0: yes, me too. Everything is so much better because like going back like we have our blocks yes so if you can collaborate with someone you're able to see what they can't see they see what you can't see
1: Mm -hmm. and like it just makes it more fun to have someone to like talk about things with and like Mm -hmm. bounce ideas off of yeah it's just I mean this could be the fact that I'm like a super Gemini so (laughs) I just want people all the time but yeah I do love a good collaboration oh yeah it's definitely
0: where we're headed especially now that we're maybe maybe not in the age of Aquarius I know I'm like are we or are we I'm just gonna go with we are because honestly who the fuck knows is it written in a book somewhere that like only one person has access to and they know when it is like yeah like if it's not now what is it i thought it was in the 70s but apparently
1: it was yesterday i'm yeah. confused <laughs> well i guess we'll just see based on the energy then
0: yeah but definitely aquarius energy is all about like collaboration and working my together north node. oh it's my south node oh what i think so maybe it's not
1: i have are you a leo energy. north node I don't know. I have to look it up. You'll again. have to check that I out. I feel and let like me know. it
0: is. Yeah. I have something in Aquarius there. I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I love the inclusivity in your deck. I think it's, I'm just like so passionate about fucking off with all of like the whitewashing and the <laughs> cultural appropriation and spirituality. Like, we need to just stop with it we need to not and like I especially love you'll that have you're... to come on my
1: podcast and talk about that yeah with me.
0: oh yeah for sure um and I love that you're including older women because like why do we have this belief that once you turn 35 and you're not skinny and whatever <laughs> like Oh, now you're, you're the crone, you're dried up. You can't know like, your ritual. It's like, uh, no. those bitches know
1: the most. Right. Like, can you tell me all the secrets? And like, have you seen how like 50 and 60 year old women look now? <sighs> what? Like, yeah. I don't know what they're using, but they need to pass those secrets on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like the blood of our youth. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think it's gonna be so powerful I cannot wait until it's released and I can get my hands on that
1: I'm so excited I'm so excited I don't need, I said I want to do it by um Valentine's Day so that it can be like a self-gift for women like they can buy it for themselves and be like ah, giving myself all this love but we'll see because <laughs> like right now I'm like hmm maybe this is more work than I thought it was
0: mm-hmm. It'll, yeah like you said it'll yeah what it's meant to happen. exactly oh, beautiful thank you so much for joining me um before we go space to share anything that you feel like you need to say that hasn't had room to be said let us know about your new program that's coming out um yeah just room for you to express
1: <laughs> thank you um so I don't think anything was not sad I think we did a pretty good job on that part um the program that I'm creating is called be your own muse and it's all about turning inward um and getting to like a place where you no longer need the outside um commentary to kind of like dictate what you do in your business and your brand so it's going to consist of a little bit of spiritual stuff some self-exploration we're gonna get into like a little bit of brand strategy and it's gonna be authentic brand strategy where we're just you are the muse okay so yeah that's what it is and I just have the oracle deck that I'm working on so that's basically where I'm at right now
0: I love the name be your own muse like that's so (laughs) the vibe right now is like picture, I know people have been saying this forever, but like picture your highest self and show up as them. But like mm-hmm. I feel like it's even more so now where people are changing their aesthetic or, you know, changing their home screen yes. or just finding that inspiration from yeah. who they want to be, rather than being like, oh what what's Mary Kane actually
1: wearing today? I don't know why I thought it was <laughs> relevant in like 15 years. But <laughs> yeah, like I think it's even Um, for me, I feel like it's a little bit of both. So we'll be including a little bit of higher self work, but I also want people to think about who they are right now and like who they really are right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not just doing something because their business coach did it and it worked for her, figuring out what works for you. And that's basically how I got where I am. So I just want to share that with other people.
0: Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. I'm so excited for that to be released. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Keisha. For anyone who wants to connect with her, her Instagram and everything will be in the show notes, so make sure you follow her, even just say hi to her, let her know that you listened to the episode and what your takeaways were, Um, and thank you so much for joining, and I will see you on the next episode of Let's Normalize It.